Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined by JP Ong. And today, Hello. across the region, it looks fairly happy, actually. Mm. That is a uh, accurate uh, uh, depiction. We're seeing gains across most markets mm-hmm. in the region, including here in Singapore. Not as uh, jumpy or not as robust as we saw the other day, but when you see the, the STI jump uh, rise by about eighteen and a half points, sure, that's a good day. We'll you take know, it. We'll take it. I mean, it's not it's not at the levels we saw yesterday, but this is still decent and respectable nonetheless. Three thousand one hundred forty nine is where we stand. Value turnover coming back to normal already. We're seeing about four hundred eighty six million. Singapore That's dollars. a normal trading day. Trading. Yeah, it's a normal trading day at the moment. More gainers than losers today. 187 versus 136. You know, Ajans France Press when they did their um, when they did their market wrap or they looked at the what are, what's driving sentiment today or or just a, a recap of how stocks are trading. They called it a bit of a perfect storm because you have some of these developments. Of, uh, it seems that Parliament or members of Parliament are really trying to to push for a uh, law or a bill mm-hmm. to make sure there's no there's a, a no deal Brexit is, is avoided. So that's what's happening in the European markets at the moment. You've got the withdrawal of extradition bill by uh, Hong Kong's chief executive Carrie Lam, mm-hmm. helping stocks out there. And you've got these U.S.-China trade talks that right. are set to resume, it seems, according to the Chinese Ministry of Commerce, in early October. So it's not going to be this month. It's going to be at the start of uh, of the following month. You know, I shudder to think the how many tweets could go out between now and then. Exactly. So, so again, this also uh, is lends to my point. I mean, it's a perfect storm, but is it really a perfect storm? Because a lot of these things, there's still a lot of uncertainty with each of these points. Sure. So look, a lot can happen between now and uh, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Parliament's trying to get this no deal Brexit bill passed by the end of this week. A lot can happen till then. Um, will an election happen uh, in mid-October as uh, Boris Johnson wants? He is trying very hard to get them to agree to this. Uh, the opposition is saying now that, you know, we don't want to uh, do this until, or Jeremy Corbyn at least is saying, we don't want to agree to an election, although we've been clamoring for it for a while, until we get this legislation passed to make mm-hmm. sure that there is mm-hmm. a note, that we don't have a no-deal Brexit. Talk about double negatives there, right? We have that. You've got uh, Hong Kong, Carrie Lam, saying that, we, yes, we have withdrawn the extradition bill. We hope this will calm down nerves and, and assuage concerns over there um, in, in Hong Kong. It will start to, hey, oh, it's, it's an olive branch. Perhaps we can uh, reg- we can start to come back to normal. But it seems that the protesters are rather lukewarm. A lot of uh, media um, They actually media seem artists, to be emboldened. By yes. the fact. In fact, they've also said that it's a little too it's too little too late. Mm-hmm. And remember, this is just one of five demands that they've had. Right. They want the them they, among I, I won't go through the whole list, but among them, they want uh, the uh, protest to be declassified as a right. They want mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. take back what you said about me. Number one, they also want suffrage or the right Let to choose people their leaders. Go. Yes, uh, uh, to choose our. You know, keep in mind that uh, that. It's not all rosy no. on these two particular fronts. No. And as you mentioned, the U.S.-China trade talks, a lot can happen between now and then with re- on Twitter, mm-hmm. with regards to tariffs, with regards to words exchanged by both sides. Sure. And uh, they still have to agree on a lot of things. And no one's expecting a quick resolution to the U.S.-China trade war anytime soon. The only thing they can do is try to hint at progress. But do you really want to trade on progress, right? Do you really want to trade on, on the hope for progress? Well, traders have traded on less. Yes, they have. But again, this is why we have to be careful also about calling this uh, 
uh, a bit of a turnaround or, or, or to say that this might be a sustainable turnaround. I want to highlight this by looking at the Hang Seng specifically today. We saw that it gained by more than almost 4% by yesterday's close. It's still in the green so far today. They're up by 0.4%. But take a look at some of the losers on the Hang Seng. Property stocks led the charge yesterday, but today property stocks are among the worst performers out in Hong Kong once again. Sun Hong Kai properties for one down by 3.3%. Henderson Land down by 3.1%. Wharf Real Estate down by 2.8%. The MTR, which is a quasi-transport mm-hmm. operator uh, slash real estate company mm-hmm. uh, because they do own and operate a lot of the land around some of their stations. MTR is back down by 1.6%. This is an indication also that maybe These markets are, are saying, guys. wait, just one second. Has it really calmed down nerves? Mm-hmm. Might we have to uh, prepare for more demonstrations down the road and more protests down the road, which could affect property values and and operations on some of our major transport hubs here? So you're seeing here that uh, that people are starting to uh, to pull back a little bit or try or the the sheen or the hope that there's a, there's a going to be a resolution. It's starting to fade at least. Right. And yes, the Hang Seng is up. It's mostly because banks in Chi- uh, Chinese banks listed in Hong Kong are driving gains because uh, the PBOC has hinted that they might actually provide a policy rate cut down the road in an attempt to try and shore up the economy once again in China. And also because of these U.S.-China trade talks at the moment, which is right. helping some of these stocks. But if you look at some of these sectors that are very high, heavily exposed to the U.S. to uh, to the unrest in Hong Kong at the moment, they're not doing too well, and that leads us back to to, uh, to Singapore at the moment. You know, we have to check in on how the likes of Hong Kong Land are doing. They're very exposed to what's going on in Hong Kong, also because well, the name Hong Kong Land, right? Hong Kong Land's down by two point seven percent in today's session. You're seeing Jardine Strategic uh, today up by one percent, so it's a bit mixed and split by in the House of Jardine. Jardine Matheson down by about point one percent. So you're seeing signs of traders asking themselves, well, is this really a perfect storm? Can we actually come out? Has the storm really passed? Can we, can, can we come out and play again? And I think people are saying not so fast. There's not uh, developments. Uh, they're not hinting at anything definitive. And uh, I think there's a long way to go, whether you're talking about Brexit, whether you're talking about what's going on in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And it's there are some ripples. I don't think Brexit's really having much of a ripple here. Hong Kong definitely is. You're seeing it hap- uh, affecting some of the stocks that are impacted here. Also, I would imagine careful. that Brexit is also going to have an impact on Australia and New Zealand markets as we get closer to that deadline? Well, I think Australia and New Zealand markets, um, I might beg to differ, actually. I really? think Australia and New Zealand, really, what's really, uh, the thermometer there is really going to be moved by what's going on in China because they count China as their Big biggest trading trade partner. partner. Sure. So you're talking about the minerals there. I think uh, the one argument might be for, say, uh, these stocks that are duly listed, especially the miners that are duly listed in Australia mm-hmm. and in the UK. But yeah. as we've seen, a weaker pound has actually been good for British markets because whenever uh, the pound weakens, similar to the Jap- when the Japanese sure. yen weakens, it tends to uh, benefit exporters that are listed in the UK. Same with the yen, we're benefiting exporters listed in Japan. Mm-hmm. That's something we've actually uh, actually observed. So maybe that's the link there. Mm-hmm. But I think at the moment you're seeing Australian markets, they've got a lot of uh, other fish, to fr- they've got bigger fish to fry Other for one GDP came in growing, but it's the slowest growth in 10 years. Sure, yeah. You've got uh, property prices that are starting to inch up. What are the, what's the RBA going to do? And of course, what's going on with China also? Is China going to continue to buy iron ore, copper, and basement minerals and precious minerals from the likes of Australia? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to, or is the slowdown going to actually hit them and thus also their demand for some of these products from Australia? I think that those are the questions that uh, the folks down under are probably asking themselves at the moment also, with more so than what's going on in Brexit, unless it suddenly leads an 
influx of Britons moving to Australia. But I doubt. <laughs> I doubt. But again, that. that's 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 you that's never me know. stretching at the moment. And as I mentioned, I am an amateur. Yeah, no, I, 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 I am it, an amateur a, uh, observer a, of, of British politics. And I, I think there's a, there's certainly going to be a little bit of a departure from the more well healed in the UK until more certainty settles into the UK post uh, end of October. But I don't think that has got to any bearing on the market. Right. What I am interested in right now, though, is since you brought it up, how is the pound? The pound is, again, uh, just looking a little bit weak. We saw it actually take a much deserved breath of fresh air after being held under water for really, I mean, uh, what, a couple of months now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still trading at its uh, weakest levels. It's back down to its weakest levels in more than uh, two years. If I can just update my chart here, uh, checking the, how the pound is trading against the green back on, 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 on the Bloomberg website. It's at about one, it's worth about $1.22 per sterling, one US dollar and 22 cents per sterling, uh, weakened by about 0.1%. And again, you see, this is also, this is also why the pound is a very interesting thermometer for how Brexit is being viewed at the moment because again I think folks are asking us well okay Labour has decided uh, or Labour Labour's leader Jeremy Corbyn has said we don't want an election until we get this nuclear Brexit you've got uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson across the aisle uh, practically calling him a hypocrite Mm -hmm. practically saying Mm -hmm. that yo I think you're scared you're going to lose Oh, so now there's two places where there's trash talking. There is. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot more refined form of trash talking than, say, what you'll see in the Philippine Senate. I, I guarantee you there's that much. But, but you know, what's going to happen? Is, it re- is this really going to lead to a – I think the only thing that's really going to uh, give the pound any kind of relief is if these lawmakers do pass a bill that will stop or stop any form of a no-deal Brexit. And, well, the uh, reason I ask is because my um, analyst training is is asking, hmm, is it a good currency to buy into and hold for a while? Well, it depends. I think some uh, there is. Uh, I believe the folks at was it was it Bank of America or, or, or one of the major banks actually mentioned that the British pound might be a decent uh, um, currency to mm-hmm. hold at the moment. The if you want to ask your if you want to know if the pound is something to delve into as a forex trader. Again, the the guiding question is, are these developments going to lead to a no-deal Brexit or mm-hmm. are we going to see a no-deal Brexit uh, scuppered? If we see a bill that actually makes uh, – that actually uh, prevents Britain from leading, leaving the EU without a deal. And mm-hmm. that, I'm not saying that it will prevent them from leaving the EU. It's a don't leave the EU without a deal. Sure. This will actually be good for the pound. This is the best that people can hope for. This is what strengthens it because it, it does reduce a lot of uncertainty. Okay, if, if the UK is leaving, at least we'll know that there's a deal. We'll know that there's a bit of a cushioning, a, a, an airbag that will catch uh, mm-hmm. uh, that will catch uh, British investors and traders. Also, should uh, the worst happen, right? But if we if there's a no deal Brexit, everything's up in the air. So I think that's what folks need to watch out watch out for. I think that's also why we've been looking at these Brexit uh, negotiations and Brexit uh, developments in the Parliament more closely because, well. Again, um, is this going to lead to a no-deal Brexit or is it not going to lead to a no-deal Brexit? I think that's the key question. I think you have. The, the answer to that question has changed a little bit in the last couple of days. Mm, and, and it seems to be changing also every 12 hours, depending Indeed. on what's going on. It's going to, yeah. It's a watch parliament, basically. <laughs> it <laughs> is interesting to watch. Yes, though. but I think uh, a lot, a lot, a certain analysts have also mentioned that in terms of its direct impact on markets here in Singapore, for instance, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be that uh, 
that I don't think it's going to be that significant. I think. No, I think the uh, U.S.-China trade talks, I think the trade talks will have and more put, and potentially influence. what's happening in Hong Kong is even. Uh, and it doesn't mean that if something bad happens, Hong Kong is going to be bad for Singapore. No, I mean a lot of folks are thinking that this could divert certain funds here. Mm-hmm. Of course, nobody is willing to come out and say. Well, it's happening at the moment. We don't have direct proof or quantifiable no, evidence that's happening right now. But uh, there's upside there. But there's also downside in that, uh, well, um, um, could this also just uh, – might this cause foreign investors to just be a bit averse towards going going into these trading hubs like Hong Kong and Singapore down the road? Well, since you brought the conversation back home, Yangtze Tiang shipbuilding has been in the news for a bit for not good reasons. They They were losers on trading days. But today, they seem to have had a bit of a lift as far as and the news. I want, and I want to start off by looking at Yang Zichang's stock. Okay. Up by 4.25% so far today. That's pretty good for them. They added $0.04 to $0.98 a share. Very good given the fact that we saw August really punish Yang Zichang mm-hmm, shipbuilding. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Well, I, I'm lying. Pun intended. <laughs> The stock sank in August, and it's starting to show signs. And how do you how do you lift the spirits of a stock that's really that was really pummeled by political uncertainty? New business, new business is is the key, especially in the shipbuilding industry. Indeed, that has faced a lot of these uh, uh, these uh, the these uncertainties also. Because if the global economy slows down, then orders for some of these new ships start to drop. Well, Yang Tichang Shipbuilding is saying, hey, you know what? Business is good. They've inked another five vessels or contracts to build uh, to build uh, vessels, including three um, uh, basically two types of, of bulk carriers of different size. There's smaller, small, I don't know why I'm calling an 82,000 dry weight ton bulk carrier small, but it's small compared to the other, the 325,000 ton bulk carriers that they've also been com- commissioned to build. Um, one of the orders actually came from Kamba Kisen of Japan, apparently, and uh, they're going to be built at some of their uh, shipyards in Taichung and also and uh, and out in Jiangsu. So, good news for uh, Yang Zhejiang Shipbuilding. It seems that uh, that, that uh, these orders are coming in at the right time and helping assuage investors. and And it's and it's one of the simplest and most effective ways to assuage investors who are worried that there could be a downturn in your industry. Just show them that hey, you know what? We're building we're building ships. People are coming back and placing orders. And I think, uh, and uh, and your and uh, any kind of uh, panic you have should just be a a, a, a slight shiver of concern. It right. And, and and I think this is what's happening with lifting the share price, which, by the way, makes Yang Zichang Shipbuilding the second most heavily traded stock in terms of value turnover. Because let's face it, it's going to be very difficult to beat DBS, who usually occupies that space. Mm-hmm, Yang Zichang mm-hmm. Show is number Yang Zichang though is number two. Uh, or the second most heavily traded stock today. So a lot of attention coming back to the shipbuilder. Well, I'm sure they're happy about that. Now, tomorrow, it is not the normal um, workday afternoon market view. Not only is it the uh, weekly wrap, but we're doing it on site. We're taking our show on the road. We're taking our or show on the road. Or as we say in Manila, our road on the show. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to explain some of these things. Uh, there, there, there's a reason why I left. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so... Money FM 89.3's Workday Afternoon and Primetime shows are going to be broadcasting live at Suntech City East Wing from 1pm all the way to 7pm. So Market View Wrap with JP Ong and Jeff Howie from the SGX will be on site. It will be kind of fun. So mm-hmm. if you've never, ever seen Jeff Howie or JP and you're wondering how they look... You will then f- realize why we have faces for radio. <laughs> <laughs> we will be at Suntech City East Wing, and you can find out for yourself. That is tomorrow from 1 p.m. 
For the rest of today, JP, Primetime will be on the latest news. Yes, we'll be looking at, uh, we'll be uh, tracking this uh, recovery in sentiment that's happening around the world. And we're also uh, going to be playing an interview that we did with Marie Diron. She is mm-hmm. the uh, he- director for uh, sovereign credit risk at Moody's for the Asia-Pacific region. Right. And we'll be talking to her about the profile of credit at the moment, whether they we're seeing rising risks, and also talking about this interesting uh, different demographics in Asia. Some, some There you have got aging populations. You've also got young, growing populations in Asia and how that's shaping the credit space. Uh, they've called it a, di- a demographic dividend and a demographic tax, depending on w- at what stage your population is at the moment. So they'll be, uh, it's one of the questions I asked her earlier on, and I'll be very, and I'd be very happy to play the interview when we come back later today. All right. This has been Market View on Workday Afternoon with J.P. Ong. I'm Clarissa Montero. You're on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.